Welcome to Faith Files with Eve Galtieri. Short messages of faith designed to encourage you to live a life of grace and truth. One story, one truth at a time. Years ago, after a church service, I was standing in the lobby and a lady came up to me. And she had some issues with me. She was upset with me. And she began to tell me exactly what she thought of me which wasn't much. In the lobby, after service, she laid into me telling me this and that and how awful I was, listing my faults and on and on and on. Now, while I was having this conversation with her, I was calm. I answered calmly. I didn't react to her. It was only about a 10-minute conversation. She finished telling me off. She turned around and left. So I walked out to my car and drove home. You know, we must have a recording device in our heads because in the car that conversation began to play over and over again in my head. It was stuck on repeat. No, I could have turned it off, but I didn't. I listened to that conversation again and again, and a fire started burning in me. By the time I got home, smoke was coming out of my ears. Soon, I was a fire-breathing dragon. I was mad. I went to bed, but I didn't sleep. That conversation was playing over and over in my head, and I thought, who does she think she is talking to me like that? I repeated some of the things she said, and I thought, Nobody talks to me like that. I thought, doesn't she know who I am? I played that conversation over in my head all night long, and I got madder and madder. Who does she think she is talking to me like that? Doesn't she know who I am? Nobody gets away talking to me like that. Over and over again. I got up the next morning and I said, Who does she think she is? Nobody talks to me like that. All day long, that conversation played in my head. I went to bed that night, but I didn't sleep. I was still replaying the conversation. But now I'm thinking, next time I see her, I'll say... I spent the whole night thinking up things I should have said and things I'd say next time I saw her. The next day, I'm saying... Doesn't she know who I am? Nobody talks to me like that. Now, I haven't slept for two nights. I'm totally exhausted. So on the third night, I went to bed, and I fell asleep. And I had a dream. In the dream, my husband and I were on our way to church. We like to park in the back parking lot and come in the back door just like a lot of other people. So we were driving down the street and we saw a line of people waiting to get into church. And we're like, wow, what's going on to church today? The line went from the back door, across the parking lot, down the street, around the corner. We can't even see the end of the line. So we parked and we began walking towards the end of the line. And everyone in line is happy. They're laughing and singing and having a great time. As we're walking, we hear someone call our names. There's a lady at the back door, and she's waving us to come to the front of the line. So we turn around, and we walk to the back door, and she lets us in. Inside, 
The church is completely empty. There's no carpet, no light fixtures, no bathrooms, no bookstore, nothing. Completely empty. It looks a little bit like Home Depot because there are signs hanging from the ceiling. Plumbing, flooring, electrical, lighting, painting. We stood and watched people coming in the door for a while. When they came up, they had to go up and talk with a man behind a little desk, and he would ask them a question. What kind of construction experience do you have? Some people would say, well, I can lay tile. He'd say, go on over to flooring. They'll give you an assignment. People would come and say, I can paint or I can hang drywall. A lady came in and when he asked what construction experience she had, she looked sad and thought for a long time. And then finally she said, I know, I know. I changed a light bulb once. And the man said, great, go over to lighting and they'll give you your assignment. Everyone who came in, no matter what skill level they had, got a job. Finally, it was our turn and we went up. I don't remember what we told him we could do, but he pointed to some benches and said, go talk with that man over there. We went there and the man gave us toolboxes. When I opened my box, I had a hammer, a screwdriver, and a tape measure. I was so happy with my tape measure. It was red and it had a thing that pulled out so you could measure angles and a screw so that you could attach it to whatever you were measuring. And I thought it was the best tape measure I had ever seen. I said, I can do some good work with this tape measure. I looked in my box to see what else was in there and I saw a little package. I looked at it and it said earplugs. And I was like, who needs earplugs? I don't need earplugs. Who puts earplugs in a toolbox? I was really disgusted that someone had put earplugs in my toolbox. So I laid them down on the bench and I intended to leave them there. About this time there was a call over the loudspeaker. Everyone to your workstations! Everyone to your workstations! Hurry! Hurry! So we closed up our toolboxes and started for the door. And as I was leaving I turned around and I saw those earplugs laying there. And I thought, man, someone is going to have to come after me and clean up my mess. What a nice person I am. So I went back and grabbed the earplugs and threw them in my toolbox. And I thought, first garbage can I find? I'm throwing these things away. We went through the doors into another room. And again, that room was completely empty. No carpet, no chairs, no stage, no lights, nothing. But that room was huge. The ceiling was so high. You couldn't even see to the end of the room. It was that big. The room seemed to go on forever. But the room was filled with people and activity. There were people in one place hanging drywall. There were people on a crane breaking the concrete blocks getting ready to hang a window. There were forklifts carrying plywood. There were people using hammer drills. Someone had a compressor going. People were shouting and hammering and sawing and using sledgehammers. There was activity and noise everywhere. I rushed over to where I was supposed to work and I opened up my toolbox and I saw the earplugs. And I said, wow, I'm really going to need these. And I woke up and the dream was over. The dream was more real to me than being awake. I felt it like a heavy blanket all day. And God began to talk to me about earplugs, about what I'd been listening to 
and why I needed earplugs. You see, the words that lady said to me went in my ears, and then they traveled down to my heart. They hurt me. They upset me. But if I had had spiritual earplugs in my ears, they wouldn't have been able to hurt me. I'm sure that when Paul talks about the armor of God in Ephesians 6, he meant to put in earplugs. He accidentally left out earplugs. He talks about the belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness. He says we should wear the gospel of peace for our shoes and hold the shield of faith. He talks about the sword of the spirit and the helmet of salvation. I bet that somewhere in that helmet there must have been earplugs. I had been listening to the wrong things, and there are consequences to listening to the wrong things. If we listen to the wrong things, we forget who our real enemy is. I had shifted my focus from seeing Satan as my enemy to seeing that lady as my enemy. Ephesians 2.10 tells us that we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. 1 Peter 2.9 says that we are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of his own possession. We belong to him. And Romans 8.38 and 39 tells us that nothing, nothing, will be able to separate us from the love of God. And yet our heads tell us that God is far away and unconcerned with us. Our mind tells us we couldn't be his chosen people. And our emotions tell us that we have been created in his image. We forget our purpose and our heritage. Friend, when Satan whispers in your ear and tells you, nobody likes you, you'll never be able to pay your bills. Just quit. You can't do it. Your mind and your emotions will always agree. But your earplugs will filter out Satan's lies, and you'll be able to hear the voice of the Father saying, I love you. I will supply all your needs. Keep going. You can do it. Wow. You're really going to need those earplugs. Thanks for listening. If this message has encouraged you, please consider rating our podcast and leaving a comment. You can also visit us at faith-ministries.com or find more encouraging messages on our Faith Ministries Facebook page. Until next time, from Philippians 4.8, here is a last piece of advice. If you believe in goodness and if you value the approval of God, fix your minds on the things which are holy and right and pure and beautiful and good.